you likely follow me on social media, so you already know that I'm having a time. I have been talking a lot about mental health. Today, I just posted about quitting everything. And sometimes I talk about mental health and I'm actually doing well. And other times I talk about mental health from a place of real knowing. So people don't usually know the difference. And sometimes I get like, oh my gosh, are you okay? When I'm like, yeah, I'm great. This time I am in it. (laughs) My beautiful dream apartment that I worked so hard to get to. My lease is up. I am largely unemployed, waiting to hear on a new yoga schedule and if I will be invited to return to the restaurant. I have been undone. (sighs) Undone by the typical life stressors, which on first glance feels like embarrassing. Like, how could ordinary life do this to me? But like, that's why they're called stressors. So keep an eye out for that shit. Thinking that, you know, ordinary things don't have such an impact on our body, our mental health, the way we feel. So this topic today comes in perfect timing. The main question I want to explore with you is how do you know if it is ego or soul? And people ask me this often. It's a really fun topic. It's really nice to be able to break this down one-on-one with another person. So if you take this back to me and my life, when I think about quitting everything and giving up, is that realistic? I want you I want you to think of a problem you are experiencing and then consider this entire podcast like you and I chilling. You don't actually want to be here. We're in my closet, but we're like chilling virtually, socially distanced and hold on to this thing that you are struggling with throughout the thread of this podcast and we will explore together. You are choosing something that's taking up your thought space. You've come back to it again and again. Maybe it's one of those things that you thought you should be over by now. Maybe it's your relationship. It could be money, health, routines, habits. Now, what if I told you that it was only a story you're telling? What if I told you it's just your ego? Ugh, that sucks. (laughs) That is like heart-pounding, face-scrunching, yuck. Like, I don't see you? I must not understand. Sit with that. Maybe you'll sit with it longer than this podcast lasts. Maybe it pushed a button so hard that it'll stay with you for a moment, a few days, good. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You are not your thoughts. Usually, I am against calling out ego in someone, and I will circle back to that later on. I 
choose to speak in this way because a reaction is a sign. If you felt a reaction, that is a message from your body. So the way that you are moved, like when you see a moving show, a poem, a book, when you are moved, that shows you where to look closer. So understand that I am not discounting the pain that you feel about the situation we're talking about. I know that it hurts. I know that it feels so true. I'm right fucking there. I'm not going to ask you to go anywhere that I'm not going. And I'm doing this on the spot. So this is vulnerable me. I hope I don't say shit I regret. (laughs) Know that I am recognizing you at your core as a powerful being connected to the entire limitless universe. I know that you are bigger than this situation. I know that it doesn't have power over you in your life, and it doesn't deserve to take up so much space in that beautiful brain of yours. I can already tell that this is just like a pep talk to me. I'm not ready. Before we get into it, (laughs) there is a foundational belief that I want to share with you. It's unpopular. You might not hear very many people saying anything about this, especially in the world of Instagram. Self-esteem is a myth. I could just as easily say self-love is a myth. Let me explain myself. I define ego as I learned from my OG original guru Eckhart Tolle as a pattern of thought playing out without any awareness. So that's like the robot autopilot. Your ego is the conditioned mind and it works in having, doing, and knowing. Those are That's really important to remember. It can help you as you sort out situations. Ego works in having, doing, and knowing. So everyone has a conditioned mind. You are not exempt from conditioning. That's how we grow up. And in other podcasts, I'll probably get into that a little bit more. For now, it works like this. I have more things, the most things, better things, the right things. Therefore, I'm better than you. Or I do better. I'm an Olympic athlete, a world-renowned chef, a masterful artist, Therefore, everything is good with me. Or, I know more than you. I am a change-making scholar. I'm curing genetic disease. I'm an expert in quantum physics. And therefore, I am solid in this world. Essentially, in the external realm, I have, do, or know enough to keep the monster of self-doubt at bay. You might feel like this some days and not others. Maybe you are more like me, though. (laughs) You might be thinking, I don't have much. I don't do anything very well. Uh, I know very little. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) This is just the flip side of the ego, the subconscious thought, stories, the ego's manipulation. 
If you are not superior to others, you must be outstandingly inferior to them. More than, less than, better than, not. What's interesting is that those who take a superior route usually eventually lose what they have, do, or know through natural aging or misfortune. The identity of the victim is just as strong as the have it all together. And neither are founded in a true sense of self and internal worth. So if it's not about having, doing, and knowing, what is the secret to feeling worthy? It's in being. Being. It is the journey, (laughs) the process within an internal process of uncovering, undoing, unbecoming. It is the magic, the alchemy of lifting all the weights and burdens we've had packed onto us by society and the nature of the human body-mind and finding that underneath all of that, we have always been inherently complete. And that's why self-esteem is bullshit. It's not something you need to build or grow or work on. It's not something that's happening in the future. It's something to be seen as already here. You don't need self-love. You are love. Or as Rumi says, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Self-love or self-esteem is a myth because nothing outside of you can make you more or less. Self-esteem doesn't exist because once you deeply understand your true essence, your seeking would stop. Worthiness isn't something you need to work on. It happens Now, in the acknowledgement of your being, and you, you be everything. Your ego, though, still has a purpose. And here is where I will return to an important note on calling out other people for being in their ego. The short version, don't. (laughs) It usually creates a defense in ego and any space that we had, any tiny, tiny grab that we could have made into soul will be turned into fighting for our position. What I recommend is see that person's soul into the space. Invite with your words and what you imagine for them, your ultimate vision, a bigger reality. Remind them love them into it. For years, I have been hearing and reading about ego as something terrible to be rid of. Surface level ego as self-importance and spiritual shaming of ego as the conditioning of your mind that needs to be reframed. Like you just haven't done enough work yet. Or if you are new to the personal development world and you haven't gotten into that 
and I hope you never do, or that maybe this podcast prepares you. (laughs) Uh, Mostly, the first time we hear the word ego is actually um, in the frame of reference, like some asshole who's egotistical, he's full of himself. Finally, we are having teachings like Matt Kahn. I highly recommend that your ego is here to serve you. Your ego has a purpose. First of all, you couldn't have become a functioning adult human without understanding concepts through the framework of your mind. And now, as you evolve out of patterns that no longer fit, like clothes that you just, you're done with, it takes the shape of what is there for you to learn, and it guides you forward. It doesn't respond to a bad attitude that wants to bully it. I see you, ego. Thank you, ego. I love you, ego. Try that. I see you, ego. Thank you, ego. I love you, ego. (laughs) Remember, we're talking about that jerk in our head that sometimes tears us down. I see you. I thank you. Love you. The soft space that this perspective creates gives you some distance, some perspective. It gives you something to work with instead of against. It's letting go of a war with the present moment and lets us embrace what comes up as it is. So what is your ego teaching you right now? Let's go back to our examples. Mine, oh, being undone in the physical world, like any of this ever mattered, like building the external ever mattered. I was leaning so heavily into an illusion of if it looks right on the outside, eventually everything will line up. And this might resonate for you as well, but so often without even noticing, we abandon ourselves We stop listening to the internal voices because the messages around us are just so loud and we don't notice we didn't want to buy into that illusion. It took days of pain, of crying, thinking about losing my dream apartment before I realized I'm kind of excited to move and make a new space mine and I get to choose to have faith that someone is going to let me move in and my jobs will come back and the income will come back and the world will stabilize for a moment until the next thing. Let's keep going. One way you know you are in ego is if the most important thing to you is being right. Is that what you want people to say about you when you die? Wow, Nikki was so right all the time. (laughs) Or do you want people to say you went to the end of the earth for them? You weren't afraid to be real with your feelings and they felt so close to you. 
if you are looking for evidence of how right you are, you'll find it. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. And it only creates a wedge between humans. In times of struggle, aka everything in life right now, (laughs) the need to be right makes an appearance. How many of you wondered about how to do COVID right? How to do the Black Lives Matter movement right? And the space that we don't step into creates that palpable distance. You can feel the tension. Most people don't know how to have hard conversations because they won't even try. No practice. Often we are so blinded by emotion, we live in those automatic ego patterns. Me too. I just came off of a full week of it. And if you are in my world, I know you are choosing to live a different sort of life. And maybe that takes more effort, (laughs) but it's also what is in alignment and what ends up feeling good looking back. And in terms of energy doing the right thing, always takes less energy. It's always more exact in the long run rather than ruminating in a situation for years you know? Have the conversation. Choose connection. Stand for the best possible outcome. I'm hitting my own heart. The best possible outcome. That my next apartment is beautiful. That I have the space for all the things that I want to do. Teaching and my business and all the things. (laughs) Uh, Stand for trying. For giving it a shot. There is no roadmap. Just do your best and don't shut down. Stay open even if everyone around you is closing. Choose to be vulnerable. Now, we are ready for the question. Is it ego or soul? There is a voice in your head that is doubting everything that you do. It shows up like choking fear all over your body. Sometimes it says other people don't like you. Everything is your fault. It might encourage you to say a begrudging yes out of obligation to others. Maybe it tells you to hold back how you are really feeling or to wait. To wait on going after your dreams. It says that it's important to be nice and to be liked. It's directed mostly externally Seeking permanence through labels and things and confirmation from others on your place in the world. (laughs) Think about me in my apartment thinking that to be, you know, a good entrepreneur, I have to have a fancy house and live a bougie life when really I just, I would love to stay at my parents' rustic five-star rustic trailer all summer and be (laughs) live in someone else's dream here grab that thread of your situation what does the voice in your head sound like 
What kind of things are you saying to yourself? Maybe there's a thought that repeats. I know over the past week or so, I kept thinking, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. And yeah, just pause. You could even pause the podcast if you want to. You could journal. Take it back to you. What does the voice in your head sound like? Now, there's also the voice that says, maybe I can do this. Sometimes I do think I'm pretty awesome. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> it might encourage you to say an uncomfortable no because it's not in alignment to what you really want to achieve. Maybe it tells you to share your insights, like this podcast, because your light makes an impact, or to take action on something your heart feels called to. Logic aside, it says that it's important to be real, to be you. It is mostly directed internally, seeking soul expansion through connection awakening, and validating your own dang self that you are indeed more than good enough. Which one do you think is ego? And which one do you think is soul? You don't have to get super attached. If you want to call ego Betty the bully or negative Nancy and perhaps soul isn't your word, maybe it's spirit or highest self or my goddess self. In the moments where you feel all right, you feel well, maybe you're walking outside, maybe it's post-yoga bliss, what does that voice sound like? What do those small nudges feel like? For me, I just keep pulling cards that are like, your purpose, do all the things, share your light. I pulled the freaking throat chakra the other day after skipping a podcast last week and I was like... Uh, I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) When you practice being like a moderator of your internal space through thinking and speaking your truth, your mind gets clearer. You find clarity. And one of these voices, it's that soul self, the higher self. One of these voices has faith in something bigger, in your bigger life, in the brighter you. One voice creates actions that drive you through the resistance to fruits beyond your imagination. So which one do you want to listen to? What is almost universally true is we have an aversion, meaning we avoid pain. And our ego keeps us safe because it's the historical evidence we've built about how to respond to situations. And that doesn't mean that that's what we still think consciously. It's that unaware pattern that just comes up. And somehow we always seem to think that the pain in our lives is a mistake. I challenge you to know, to believe, to lean into life has growing pains, whether you are actively seeking expansion or not. And this level of understanding has become a way of being in this world for me. And sometimes it happens in a minute. I can flip. 
and sometimes it doesn't. It takes a week or a month or I ride a fucking roller coaster of shit for some time. And those moments where instant old reactions, monsters come out of my closet when I am so quickly unconscious, I'm thrown into that autopilot. It hurts. It seems like it crushes me even worse to see that imperfect self, to have both the soul feel so close to me and the pain of everything I keep thinking I've left behind. (laughs) And that phrase, ego death, refers to an uncomfortable healing period like adult life where triggers come up to your awareness to be moved through. I try to remember that I will never be done the work. I have to actively choose compassion. I have to feel for the message that I'm refusing to see, the one that is prolonging the pain and the struggle. Instead of my life experience being a series of reactions and living out old stories instead of living in a fog, now there are moments. There are times where I don't catch myself, seconds, minutes, days, where I lose that presence and I say something unkind or I spiral into my shit. And my ego immediately wants to use that as evidence that what I'm doing isn't working and it's time to quit. How dare I be human and a leader? It is a purposeful choice to forgive myself, to let go, to learn, rather than continue to punish myself. I honor how I am responsible For not only what I say, what I do, but also how I'm received. There is no more letting things slide. I will not stand for slow erosion in my life, in my relationships. It takes actually living this life, having new experiences, really going there in your conversations, to bring every facet of your conditioning to the surface. You could say that if you're fucking in it, it's working. <laughs> it, still, it still sucks to be triggered. I still feel my heart pound, my hands shake. There are days I can't get out of bed. All I want to do is eat. And my ego fights to defend that small me, the me that is right all the time, inflexible, stubborn. It's still right there choking me in my chest. And yet now I can find the courage to stay and listen, to witness the situation, even if I don't understand what's happening yet. I am willing to look because I'm no longer afraid of myself. Think of your situation. 
Are you willing to feel the growing pains? I'm here with you. If this was helpful, please send me a message on Instagram or whatever platform you use. Please reach out to me and tell me the situation that you're working with, if you had any aha moments. I know this could have brought up some shit for you, so don't shut this off. Breathe with me. Three conscious breaths through time and space maybe the most present breaths we will have all day.